Radio Influence. The future is now. everyone and welcome to the friday edition of the dark delight podcast with overcast val and overcast beans it's overcast yes. there too it's different different storm systems but yes it seems that way we got something that was in pennsylvania yesterday and you got something that was in hell the day before yeah it's like a weird twilighty kind of a overcast right now yeah yeah indeed so we'll get nice storms today. I like southern southern thunderstorms. I know you love your thunderstorms too. Yeah, I just like the I, I like dark and windy. It doesn't even need to be that 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 rainy. But if I'm working inside, if I'm writing and it's raining outside, or if I'm broadcasting and it's raining, there's nothing like it. But I just generally like dark and windy. Dark and windy, beautiful. So yeah. I wanted to start off today by like Wednesday. Um, Mike and I were talking about this school shooting in Texas. And we were both saying we're not really going to talk too much about details because you know what happens with these things. Yep. And sure enough, here we are 48 hours later. And what I am reading is and seeing with my own two eyes is mind boggling to me. Mm -hmm. These officers are standing there with the parents pleading for them to go inside And what do they do? The parents try to go inside to save their kids and the officers tase and arrest them. Yeah. And and unfortunately, this is another common denominator for all these events. And aside from authorities knowing about the 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 individual at uh, in, in question, the suspect knowing about them prior to. Having a long history. Uh, the only thing we don't know right now is that I haven't seen is the history with SSRI drugs. Well, it's crazy you said that because that's what we talked about on Friday. And Gigi, her daughter, we know the story. I, I published a, an essay she wrote after Parkland where she told Andrew Pollack, you know, your daughter died because someone else took SSRIs. My daughter died because she did because her mm-hmm. daughter committed suicide after being prescribed Zoloft at 16. Very dangerous stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's part of the, the, this, this pattern. It's a common denominator in all this stuff while everybody concentrates on, you know, the, I, last night before I went live, it was around 6.40 p.m. I got a notification on Twitter from the New York Yankees because I follow them on Twitter just so I can get highlights So if I'm not watching the game or whatever. And uh, they they wanted to let everybody know that in lieu of television programming, so I guess you could only watch the game on, uh, or you can only listen to the game on radio last night, in lieu of television programming and in uh, in collaboration with the Tampa Bay Rays, they were going to broadcast facts about gun violence instead. Oh, how nice. How nice Cause, of them. Because that, that's, the, that's the root of the problem. You know, it's the same tired old shit Every time. And I posted yesterday and I said something that has been on my mind for a while now. And I said, um, hold on, I'll tell you. I said, you've got to just kind of relish in the irony of leftists screaming how many more have to die while they run around rioting to advocate for afterbirth abortion. Mm. They don't care about your kids. They care about grooming the ones they don't murder and killing the other ones at their will. And they want you defenseless and disarmed so they can do it. Yeah, I um, last night I 
I I did something a little bit off topic. I wanted to just be easy, easy going, and it was a really great show. But I had to I had to talk about Whoopi Goldberg at first. Oh, I, had to, I am so oh glad you she, did that because she, yeah, oh, go ahead. You're gonna finish in a second. Mike loves Whoopi Goldberg because he worked with her for like a year. And he loves her and he says she's not stupid. She's just, um, you know, uninformed and ignorant. And I'm like, no, I, I think she's stupid. Like we had a whole big pre-show conversation about how I would not give him an ounce of my time to that woman. But please, by all means, tell the no, audience. She's stupid. She, she's stupid. It's, it's one thing to be ignorant. You see a lot of people. Hey, here's the thing. I think when you're ignorant and then you're made and you're and then you're made emotional, then there is nothing about your reaction afterward. That is enlightened and smart. You commit to the, the most broken logic that you can that you can ever conceive of. Like, for example, Chris Russo, Mad Dog. You saw him dro- drooling idiot talking about everybody across sports broadcast. Tracy, the other day was sharing the same fact sheet or exa- or at least the same the, the same talking points about the Senate. The Senate could have voted on this months ago. They, they need to they keep vote? the sports, all right? Seriously, like what? Voted on what? And they're like, we need Steve Kerr over there in uh, in in California, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we, we the Senate could have voted on background checks. Background what, what background checks? They don't know even know what's in existence now. They don't understand anything. But but Whoopi Goldberg went ahead and she said that okay. Uh, you, you, we can't have abortions, then we're taking your guns um, because because AR-15s are not in the Constitution, which of course they are because it's an arm, it's arms to be born. So uh, that that's just it. That that's just it. Because and then I then I played this video of this 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 woman. I did mean, not well. She's some creature. This, she's a mother though. That was talk. She was on TikTok. Some uh, satanic freak that was caressing her infant daughter's head. And to, and saying to the TikTok audience as she was talking to her daughter, I could have I could have killed you, but I chose not to because it was my choice. I could have killed you uh-huh. over and over again that you're only alive because I, I chose for you to be here. And, and this is what they all really know is behind the act of abor- abortion, by the way. You just have the satanic jihadist types who don't care about hiding it anymore. And then you have the moderate accomplices who try to passively cover it all up in these really feeble ways calling it reproductive health care, yeah. people like Whoopi Goldberg and whatever. But, uh, well, actually, no, people like, you know, our uh, politicians. Goldberg is trapped in this hamster wheel where you have two things that don't go together at all. First, she talks about this right of mothers to murder their children, that it needs to be made legal and limitless. It needs to be celebrated as an ultimate form of feminine expression. And then if that's not possible, if they can't have that, then we need to be able to take firearms away because they may be used by criminals to murder slightly older children. <laughs> it's it's just the logic is so stupid. Yeah, like, but they can't follow it. You have no absolutely zero pedestal to stand on, you stupid idiots, where yeah. you're you're tarnishing our children from the second they come out of the womb if they're lucky enough to with your crap and your freaking gender nonsense and you say you support kids. Yeah. Okay. It's just the same thing as Nancy Pelosi. We talk about her all the time. They have no, like, this is just merely a power grab. They just don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. Come on. Well, the other thing that amazes me is once again, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's a fool's errand 
to stop everything you're doing to analyze every last one of these events because we are a culture that has been <clears throat> designed over the last few generations to produce tragedy after tragedy the as we said before between the, the between the uh the drugs and the broken homes and the wholesale government dependency and of course that we're all living under the yoke of a military operation that is the media and then so we are always going to produce these tragedies it's just incredible to me that still you can look around and see how everybody seamlessly flows from covid to ukraine to monkeypox to, to monkeypox to shootings to abortion it's like watching the tides come in you can set your your watch to it and and nobody understand nobody sees how this is just cyclical and and and, and organized it's 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 just so infuriating. McConnell has apparently said to uh, Schumer, let's get something done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What, what 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 law can you pass? That's the one way you can shut them all up. Name one law you could pass that could have prevented this and will and will prevent future future um, tragedies. I can tell you it's not going to be repealing the Second Amendment. That's for damn sure. Like, you know, whatever restrictive law they're considering putting on the books, that's and then you you think about it. The justice system as a whole doesn't do anything. These people are the same people that were advocating for letting people like him go. Yeah. And and yeah. then yeah. if they don't want conspiracy theories to fly, stop lying to everybody and making everything so freaking weird all the time. You've got you've got 30 cops standing outside of a school fully armed in tactical gear. While a shooter's inside indiscriminately killing children for an hour while you sit out there doing nothing. What do you expect people to do? History of stand down orders. That's what we have. It's just incredible. And then, you know, just to be uh, just to be forthright about something else. This has been amazing, amazing cover for what has been nothing short of a arch villain conference at Davos. Oh, I know. I know the, the things being proclaimed and mapped out for the world, the things being admitted to the things. I mean, they're swilling wine out there like the greatest villains ever to have walked the earth. And they really are. They really are. <sighs> so we're just we've got that United States, their holdouts with their guns. Their holdouts with their guns will never be able to do what we want while they have their guns. I love that, too, because out of all the things you could ask somebody, OK, what law would you suggest that would prevent um, something like this from happening? Since, of course, every element in this shows you that it doesn't matter what laws are on the books. Uh, the criminal didn't care. The cops didn't go in. The FBI and the school systems prior to didn't do anything with the information that they had about the killer. So, I mean, what is what are you going to do? An, a law to enforce the law? That's that's the common question there. And then some people will will not even try to um, jump into that pool and they'll say something even more ridiculous like, no, we need wholesale gun confiscation, which is which is incredibly ironic because that would require a massive military operation that would that that would need all the guns, all the guns to go out there and take the take guns. The guns. Which would which would end in death, unimaginable amounts of death. I just I, I you know, like, guess what? Killing someone is illegal. He did it anyway. He did it anyway. And if he couldn't do it that way, what, he'll just take a car and ram it through a bunch of revelers around the holiday time. 
Yeah, nobody. What what was that red? The red truck, the ran the red van that the 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 Waukesha uh, murderer used during Christmas time. Why the hell hasn't anybody sued the car company or banned cars? You know, everybody's going to go out there and sue Remington because he was black. That's why. <sighs> and you see how fast monkeypox went away. Now that there, it's a, it's it seems to be only really spreading amongst the uh, the gay community. You see how quickly that disappeared. That disappeared, and of course, everybody, it disappeared because of that, because they didn't want that stigma going into Pride Month, and and also the fact that so much of the media that was used to present it to the public was exposed as recycled from the past, or they took pictures of shingles, of shingles yep. which of course is a, a well-known uh, adverse effect of the shots. Yeah. So... They have to jump off of that one. Nobody's talking about monkeypox anymore. Freaking ridiculous. Just over. 72 hours of, of coverage. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Nobody really picked up on it. Nobody freak. Like, you can't call something an outbreak when out of like however many, how many billions of people are there on the earth? Eight? Yeah. Eight billion people. You've got f- 70. <laughs> Well, it's the old meme. It's the old meme that was created during the uh, the riots that happened around the time of Trump's inauguration in Washington, D.C. You had these these gaggles of uh, reporters and and press photographers running around looking for something to photograph. And you have like 30 of them that are crouching down around a, uh, a trash can that has been kicked over to take a picture of the trash can. So that they can go and send these ridiculous pictures out to out to their uh, their publishers and get it out to larger audience, and that li- the trash can getting kicked over was a uh, a sign of chaos. Yeah, it is. It's the s- same thing with seventy monkeypox cases and eight billion people on the planet. Yep. Yeah, it's te- it's terrible. Like I'm I'm I, I don't even this whole thing. Like you know, it was like Buffalo didn't do it. San Francisco didn't really do it. Or whatever we were in California with that church, um, and 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 now and now I'm like something weird's going on, Frank, because there's all these reports coming out now that they're finding other people with guns in their cars near schools and all kinds of other crap. And I'm I'm just like, of course, you know, school's over soon, right? My my, my kids are done next week. So what's mm. next after that? What what are you going to do then? Like it's so true. Could it all be just a big coincidence? Maybe, but I mean, it seems a little ridiculous. Abortion didn't work, didn't work. They couldn't get enough people to jump in on their riots and screaming and nonsense. People generally poo pooed the violence outside of justices houses, right? Yeah, it, it didn't. It did not do what the what they thought it would do. Like they thought they'd have another Floyd situation. People just didn't jump on it. Because there, you, you saw Barack Obama's tweet. Oh my gosh, that man! I what swear, a shame, oh, shameless pig, terrible. What a, what a shameless pig. Then, it's like, what to do? What to do? Oh my gosh, it's 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 like everybody that I talk to. That's not like I do talk to a lot of people who are not like us, who are not so involved in all of this. They're all. All of them are disgusted with the rhetoric and the bullshit and the propaganda. They all know. They all know. These are people that I don't talk to about my job because I want to maintain some sort of normal relationships with, you know, outside of work with like normal everyday people. And invariably now, no matter what, 
You cannot just sit down and have a conversation about the flowers they're planting in your garden tomorrow. It always is coming back to this crap and people are just fed the hell up. There is no peace for anybody anymore. I know. I know it's it's making life in, in many respects unlivable. You can't just relax unless you completely turn everything off. And like, I can't wait. I think I'm, I'm taking a vacation in, in, in July, like, but an actual one, because every time I go on vacation, I work the whole time anyway, but yeah. I'm going Frank and I'm going and I'm shutting I'm, I'm, I'll have my phone on. Cause a friend of mine is going to be watching the kids for me. So I'm going to need that. But me and Will are taking a half a week away alone and I'm going to lock myself away and I'm not going to pay attention to anything. And it's going to be freaking glorious. And I'm counting the days down until that happens. Where are you going? Uh, probably the keys. Wow. I was going to, I was going to, I thought that you were going to say that you were going to hang out in one of those uh, mini golf pirate ships. That's the only place I might be able to go to get away from it all. Yeah. Just go to the, the, a pirate themed mini golf place and, and stow away in one of the pirate ships. Just just live there in the set. It's better than real life. That's for sure. You swim around in the blue water. The real blue water, like <laughs> blue, like food coloring. Right. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you can't get it. You can't get away from it. No. That's why it, like you can't even. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Even like my husband was trying to have a conversation online about the Star Wars series and what they're doing. And like, you know, he's getting pissed off that everything seems to be SJW the hell out of everything. And there was like two camps, I guess, in the Star Wars crew. And one of them's like, you're a misogynist. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's the same thing that, that happened. But that's going on with comic books and everything else there, too. They who they take control of an industry they, or they take control of a, a major story like like Star Wars franchise like Star Wars. And um, of course, they're all politically motivated. And when they do things that just don't resonate with people and it's falling off and then and, and nobody cares. And for the first time in history, you see things like Star Wars films bombing at the box office. They blame misogyny. But be happy that 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 happens, because it means that we're not we're not falling into the look what Netflix had to do. Yeah, we're not going away. We're getting more angry and more inflamed and more interactive. And we're talking to each other and we're finding that literally I would argue seriously, 80 to 85 percent of the people out there don't agree with any of the crap that's going on right now. They just don't, but they've been silenced and they can't talk to each other. But like people are starting to find ways to like really collaborate and talk about this stuff with each other now. Yep. And that's going to be the end of it for them. They, they, you know, they still need money. If people are leaving Netflix in droves, they're going to send out an email that says, get woke or go get broke or, you know, whatever I was going to say, get woke or go broke, but it's the opposite. It's the opposite. You don't like it, you tr- you trans freak, then go. And you know what the best part of this is? I look at some of the things online and like I see comments. There are legit adult trans people speaking out against what they're doing to kids that are like they've transitioned and they're like, that is wrong. Like I did this when I was an adult and I had everything about me and I could make my own decisions and I knew what I wanted and whatever. And I would never put a kid on... And then the, the argument that's coming out now, Frank, oh, puberty blockers are reversible. It's just so they can wait until they can make a decision. You know what? Your puberty happens in your teens. It doesn't like you don't you don't go through it again when you're a, 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 
20 something year old. Reverse it to reversible. Then why would you? Do, uh, it's just this just incredible. Trans guy was asking for here. You know what? I'm going to find it real quick. I'm going to find it because it's that terrible that I want you all to hear it. Hold on here. Let's see. Libs of TikTok. Oh, libs of TikTok. How I love thee. Yeah, yeah, that's a gold mine. We want to talk about sociology. Oh, for real. All of, all about the the, the freaking um the uh the schools having drag shows where men are out there in thongs throwing themselves around. Here's the here is the pro-abortion TikToker talking to her little new infant. Yeah, that's what I tell you. This this one this one will will really piss you off. Do you want me to play that too? You don't have to. Just go it's find what you're looking for. Okay. There's the drag show. It's coming. Here it is. Ready? Yep. Um today making a video that isn't like the other content that I typically make. Um basically I'm raising money to help fund my son's transition related costs. I'm sharing this with his permission. Um, basically, we already have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria for him. Um, we have gotten his blood work done, and we need to start him on puberty blockers as soon as we possible. Need, we need to, as soon now, as possible. I, this is this is because he has gender dysphoria. As soon as possible, we need to change. We need to completely inundate him with with drugs and surgery immediately. Yeah. I mean, what what is a diagnosis of gender dysphoria? That that a kid is confused about whether or not they're a boy or a girl. Maybe because his dad is a purple hair wearing, long nailed, bearded man. Like I don't get it. Yeah, they're confused. We have we have a diagnosis of confusion, so we need to start changing the physical immediately. Like you don't. Yeah, I mean that that is so insane. That is where you would go to if a person is showing that they are are in uh, psychological distress. Let me play the rest. It'll really rub your it's like somebody, oh, I'm depressed. Remove my ears. Yeah, seriously. I'm depressed. Can you just take my brain out for a minute? Uh, like, hold on. Actually, I didn't. I transitioned later, so I wasn't familiar with how puberty blockers worked. Um, basically, my insurance doesn't cover this. Oh, amazing. Which oh, is enough. wonderful. Right. Um, the generic version of Lupron. We have a 22 and a half milligram dose that is going to cost out of pocket $468 per shot. And each shot lasts three months. So we need four of these a year. Um, it's what, close to $2,000. Oh my God. Um, I have already exhausted oh no. most of my funds. I need help. I want to raise money to help cover his transition-related costs as um, it's very difficult to come up with that sort of money on short notice. Um, I know that I'm asking a lot, but I would do anything to make sure that he is able to continue his transition seamlessly. Seamlessly. That's horrible. Horrible. Going out there begging for money so you you can abuse your child. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Let me show you something I don't have a problem with necessarily. Okay. Let me, let me play this one. In a thruple type. Of- Here we go. Hi, my name is Anna and I'm in a polyamorous relationship. Normally when people think polyamory, they think two women and a man in a thruple type relationship together, but that's not what polyamory is. I mean, that's 
one type of polyamory, but polyamory is an umbrella term for many different types of non-monogamous relationships. I call my type of relationship a polycule or a constellation because it looks like a molecule or a constellation. There are several people involved in various different ways and more people have joined than the last time I did one of these. So let's give a little update. I'm sure you can follow along just fine. Okay, so in the center of it all is obviously me. Here's me, in case you forgot. I run this account, I have bright orange hair. I am married to Jake. There's Jake, super cute. We currently live together. I am also dating Spencer. Here's Spencer. We've been together for a while but are not currently living together. I am also dating Ellie. She's my newest relationship, but just as important as all the others. Now, Ellie is platonic life partners with Izzy. Here's Izzy. And that just means they plan on spending the rest of their lives together without any romance or sex involved. Now, Izzy is also friends. casually seeing... Yes, they're friends. Okay. Yes, this is, this is a midwit. I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this when it's done. Hold on. Spencer. Here's Spencer again, just in case you forgot. Remember, Spencer is dating me, and I am married to Jake. Now, Jake is currently dating Rocket. This is Rocket. They are very hot and very tall. Rocket they. also has another long-term relationship with his girlfriend. Also has a queer platonic relationship with another partner. These partners don't wish to be included, which is perfectly fine. So this, this little cluster of crap that's going on here, guess what? They all want to do it. So go for it, people. Just don't push it on anyone else. I, I, I don't like they're not. Wait, so wait, wait. So did, does she come to that? Is she make that greater point? Not. No, not really. She's just explaining her relationship. OK, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, whatever. Like if all of these people want to go live somewhere in some polyamorous island, by all means, have at it. If all these people are like, yeah, I don't care if my significant other is seeing six other people and having sex with them all, then fine. Whatever. Do it. <laughs> but don't. Start taking your kids and shoving medicine down their throats. And you don't necessarily have to put it on the Internet, any of it. No, no, you don't. No, I only I, it, it really is only a matter of uh, innocent bystanders being being trapped up in this. Yes. And that's just really it. Even I don't know. The point of what I'm showing here is that guess what? You're free in this country to do whatever you want. If you want to have some constellation relationship, nobody's stopping you. There is no law on the books that says you can't. Your rights aren't squelched. Go ahead and do it. But stop trying to mandate other people pay for and uh, contribute to and are subject to your shit. Like if she was in school teaching kids that this is the way you had to be. And if you didn't do this, you'd be freaking, um, you know, a bigot or whatever. That's a different story. But if, if people like want to go do shit, I don't care. You're the one who has to meet your maker at the end of the day. Not me. I'm not going to force my views on you. Why can't they just be like normal like that? Like why? Why? I, like I said, we're we're in a certain certain state of decline here. Everybody just feels, uh, I, I guess, compelled to do things like this, and it's just it's getting it's getting tougher. And I, I and I, like you, I really I'm pretty libertarian in that respect. I just don't I don't care what what's going on in uh, in people's personal lives, especially you know you've been been with somebody for a long time and you're whatever. As long as you're not just pulling. Uh, innocent, impressionable people, and it just starts warping. Yeah, like in this re in this relationship we just played, everybody's consented to it all. Everybody knows about everybody else. Everybody's consented to it all. 
they're all good. Well, the other question, the other question is how, how did they, you know, what influences, what influences are there in in society that, that, that makes this, that makes this possible? You can go back to ancient Greece and have orgies and all kinds of crap. This has been going on. It's been going. Yeah, I know, but this is different than an orgy. How? Well, she's not talking about like, hey, hey, we went to me and my my uh, or I, I went as a single to a uh, like a swingers club or something like that. Or I organized a party that got a little bit too wild a, a year ago. This is a, a, a like relationship, a, well, based. an, an yeah. ill defined relationship. I say ill defined because as you say it's a constellation. People are always coming and going. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just I, seriously. How do you meet these people? Are you like out at a bar and like someone's like, hey. Want to be part of my constellation? Yeah, and you know why people, especially the guys, are 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 going to be uh, coming and going because it's just we're attracted. I mean, it, it, or we are tempted by situations where fast sex is possible, and after a while, I mean, it just I don't know. Just hold, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even yep, know. I know there, there's just a lot going on and and there's a lot of ways where people can can become confused, especially the younger you are. And uh, it, it's it's hard enough to make friends on the playground. And then you, you have all of these uh, adults flocking to social media to 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 talk about how they have these infinitely complex constellation relationships uh, well, yeah, and, anybody and, could stumble across that. Yep. So it's just uh, it, it's confusing. And I and you see enough of that as as a child and you start thinking that it's it's normal. It's obviously not. No. And I think inherently people know that it's not like at least most people like if Viv were to see that, it's not like she'd be like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, right, 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 right. And then there's the uh, there's the fourth grade teacher here. Listen to this. This is a, a conversation she had with actually, I'm sorry, preschool teacher about gender and pronouns here. Really good. Yeah. How about you? I am like JJ, so I'm not a boy or a girl. So I have a question. Do you know what you call, how, how do you refer to a girl? You say she, right? Yeah. You say she is funny. And when you're talking to a boy, what do you say? He. he. And what should you say if you're talking to someone who is not a boy or a girl? Do you know? You say they. So if you're saying she oh, is funny see? for a girl yeah. and you say he is funny. But doesn't it seem like they just appeared out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a spontaneous evolution. No, they've always been there. They've just been suppressed. Oppressed. Nope. No. No, like, You've this is creation. All it's like almost like there was a silent army like and all of them were like tasked to go into preschools and elementary schools to groom kids. And it all happened at the same time. And then they all decided it was time to take the mask off. Well, the other thing there, too, is that there is no you talk about these depreciating standards uh, for people to go out and become educators or one thing or another. There is. um, Well, and this is what you're showing up to teach any absolute moron could uh could be i don't know could, could could feel like they're they're worth something you know you, you you're you're hanging out with all these five six seven year olds and 
they really don't have a chance against you. And you just present the world in any way you want. And it's just fantasy. And because there's no standards and because all of your administrators are just as crazy as you are. Yeah. This is it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's reading, writing and arithmetic. What the hell did we just listen to? None of that. It, there's no colors being taught. That's True. for sure. So I guess we'll move into some Sussman. Okay. <laughs> it's a great transition. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I, I This is something that's just going on in the background. I'm not really following along, so I like the updates. Well, I mean, there's not too, 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 too much to update. You know, the, the, they, they both rested. I think closing arguments are today. And the judge yesterday um, barred um, one of the uh, agents testimonies about a, about the white paper from being given to the jury. Like he was he testified about an email that was received about the uh, white paper that Jaffe wrote where Sussman was passing it around saying, don't you know, look at this or he was passing around. I'm sorry, saying don't look at this for its accuracy or whether or not like look at this as though you don't know what DNS is and how any of this works and tell me if it's believable. And that was to be able to know if they could pass it by reporters without them being hip to the fact that it was complete and total bullshit. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that that email was in evidence and they had questioned an F, an agent. I think it was one of the agents that they were testifying about it. And he said, it looks like this is fabricated to me, meaning it looks like this is all nonsense. And the judge had ruled that no talk about whether or not those allegations were true or false could enter the case unless Sussman had brought it up. And in this case, it looked like Sussman had brought it up because it was his attorneys that had asked certain questions that allowed the, the, the prosecution to introduce that in the first place. And ultimately, the judge ended up ruling against Durham and saying, no, we're going to strike this piece of evidence and all the testimony that surrounded that piece of evidence, which that was the first time that I was kind of like, ah, you stupid prick. Like, come on, judge. Like, yeah. but I, I'm going to tell you. Durham is doing this to himself because I still have yet to see any broader conspiracy charged. So as it's wrapping up and you haven't seen any of that, uh, are you feeling are you feeling less hopeful that this is going to be rolled into something bigger like some people were hoping at first? I mean, if if Durham is waiting to see if he can get a conviction on this one thousand and one charge to get a pulse for what's going on in D.C., then. I think that that's stupid because the case is there. It's pretty strong, but clearly the FBI knew who he was working for. I mean, come on, like, yeah. well, you know what I mean? So like I am pretty, I, I'm not, I'm probably 50, 50 on it right now. Like if you're going to like, he just needs to do something and I can't, you know, people are like, Oh, he has to take his time. And I'm like, now you're in the middle or end of your first actual trial. And once this closes up, if within a week or two or three, there's nothing else, I'm going to have major, major concerns about what's going on with this thing. Mm. Because I, he's 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 prosecuting or attempting to anyway, a conspiracy in front of the court, almost as though it's for the court of public opinion and not throwing criminal charges on the people that he is alleging are involved and kind of working around the rules that the judge has imposed to get that done. When I'm like, all right, why don't you just charge this bitch with conspiracy and move on? You have the evidence. There's a bunch of stuff that's come out in this and names and people and things that I had no idea about at all. All tied to Jaffe, who was a confidential human source for the FBI, who got 
let go. Another one who got let go was a CHS because he was breaking rules and not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's just a name that I've learned in the last couple of months myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we have I have a little clip of um, of Christopher Ray being testify testifying and Kennedy is asking him questions. I don't know if I haven't listened to the full clip yet, but if you want to listen to it. Sure. Here we go. Under Kennedy. It's eight minutes long. I didn't realize that. Come on. Come on. Mr. Director, I remember when you were nominated and confirmed. Boy, was I glad to see you. Yeah, was. Why? Um, I believe then and I believe now that you're not a politician. Are these people stupid? Are these people stupid? I I, I don't know if this is just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they even play that game. Maybe just to appeal to ego, to soften them up, to make it seem like they're not about to ambush them. They're being reasonable because it's it's ridiculous. Hmm. I think your predecessor was, and he and others did immeasurable damage to one of the most important institutions in American government. Because I, I believe. I'm sorry. Uh, also. No, nobody, nobody takes that long to speak like I like Kennedy. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's funny. He said some really great stuff in the past and I laugh at him all the time. But like this is all just a big show. You're here questioning someone. You have a certain amount of time and you're taking long, dramatic pauses before you even get to the meat of what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Do you not agree? Oh, yeah. No, I, I can't stand slow talkers as it is. But um but yeah, no, I 100% agree, especially when you only have about five minutes or so. I'm going to put this on 2X and see if we can manage. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Do that in addition to the DEA, the FBI, the FBI is probably the premier law enforcement agency in all of human history, and it should be above politics. For the record, who is Michael Sussman? Well, Michael Sussman is a lawyer who is currently involved in a trial um, by the, uh, the Durham Special Counsel team. His law firm... Perkins Coy was counsel to uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton's campaign, right? Uh, Senator, I'm mindful, as, as I think you would expect me to be, that uh, the case is currently in the middle of no. trial. And I'm, I'm um, well, we have agents, and I have assigned agents to work on the Durham team. I'm, I want to be really, really careful about not getting into a, a discussion about a case that's currently in front of a very... Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. It's always, there's an ongoing investigation. We can't answer I, questions. I'm very, I'm very, very, uh, I have to, I have to com- completely uh, hold back any kind of I don't want to compromise anything. I'm, I'm very astute. I think that Christopher Ray is a crossdresser. He looks like the type. Hold on. Well, long history of that, the FBI. <laughs> uh, independent and strong-willed federal judge uh, and a jury uh, right now. So, Well, Mr. Sussman was counsel to Secretary Clinton's campaign. And we also know that he was the source of the information provided to the FBI that the Trump campaign had a back-channel communication to Russia, which we now know isn't true. Is it true that Michael Sussman, a partner at Perf- Perkins Cole, counsel to the Hillary Clinton campaign, and the source of this information about the allegations re- regarding the Trump campaign, is it true that he had a special had a, a badge that gave an FBI headquarters badge that gave him uh, special privileges in entering the FBI building? Well, I, uh, Senator, what I would say to you is much in keeping with the, the gracious comments you made at the beginning uh, about my commitment to trying to make sure I do this job the right way. 
That includes making sure that with a case that is currently in the middle of trial and an investigation being run by Mr. Durham that we are actively helping him with. I just I don't think I can really get into a discussion of those topics at the moment. When, when the FBI opened the file to investigate Mr. Mr. Sussman's allegations, um, is it true that the FBI concealed Mr. Sussman's identity? Again, I completely... Uh, what a waste of time. I know. What just know. a wait, an utter waste of time. I know. Normal people don't inhabit these seats. Normal people don't inhabit them. Can you imagine if a company attempted to run this way and your boss... And, and you, you, uh, can you... I just can't. It's so frustrating to me. I, it, it's, I don't know how anybody, obviously... Obviously, this is not really the way that it's all supposed to work. But can you imagine being in a situation like where you're you're in government or something like that and you actually are honest? (laughs) That must that must be so horrible because, of course, this is this would be you look at this and you say, okay, well, if this is all real, if these are people actually doing their jobs to the best of their potential, then this is like working in hell. Yeah, because if you're honest, you end up like General Flynn. Yeah, it's just, you, this is not real. This is not real. This is something where we get these really frustrating exchanges where we just want to throw in throw in the towel, walk away from it and say, you know what, destroy, just destroy, destroy everything. I don't care anymore. Because as soon as they walk away from this, they all go back to their, their, their offices and they do their real work. And that's the glad handing and that's the conniving and that's the covering up. And uh, and that's planning for their future, not ours, their future. It's it's obvious because there's no substantive conversations, at least in public, going on in this way. When this, it, well, yeah, with these people in, in this, I don't know. It's an, a government is an industry. I have a uh, clip from the World Economic Forum that that speaks to what's going on here. The reality is that political resolve to fight COVID is waning. Popular support for measures is is waning. People are over COVID. The problem is it's not done with us, but we're in danger of losing this moment for transformative uh, change. And let's face it, people are still dying a significant number. We're losing this moment for transformational change because public support is not with us anymore. Yep. Which means that you still have power. Yep. They're losing the moment. They're not taking it. <laughs> I, I sense a little stifled laugh. What can we do to lighten things up at the end here, Frank? I don't know. I don't know. What is there? I, I feel, I, I mean, I feel pretty, pretty light. Oh, you yeah. know what I did last night? What? Um, I, I did, I did a, a bit that I introduced last year to the show called Six Degrees of Separation. And and six degrees of six degrees of separation (coughs) is where I get um, I I collect stories from the audience about people that they may be related to or have been friends with. They could be alive or dead. It could be uh, back in their in the history of their family, people of historical significance, whether they be royalty or, you know, poets, um, uh, pirates, gangsters. It could be good, bad, ugly. And it was really incredible to hear all of the relations that members of the audience had last night. So that, Pick a good that one. Great. You got one? Uh, let me see. Let me open up the – I got my threads over here. Six degrees of separation. No, that's the 2021 post. Let me get the 2022. Hold on. Sure. Where the hell is it? 
All right. I hear stairs. Let's see. Damn it. Hold on. Yeah. I put you on the spot, you know? It's okay. It's all right. All right. No, that's the way. That's a folklore thread. We do a lot of threads <laughs> together. That's how we make great shows. Where the hell? Come on. Show it to me. Ah, it's all right. It's all right. People related to Robert E. Lee and other things, but it, the, the, it's the real, it's the real um, interesting, detailed ones that I was trying to look for, but I didn't have it up. I was just throwing I, something out there randomly. I just have a, uh, a thing flash across the screen. Winnie the Pooh slasher movie made. I saw that. Blood and honey. Are you kidding me? Blood and honey. Pooh and Piglet go on a rampage. <laughs> Did you hear they're bringing back Shrek because they can't have an original idea? What do you mean? They're redoing Shrek. What? They're doing like Shrek 5? Yeah, Mike Myers is coming back for it. Wow. Because they can't right. have an original idea. Well, they're doing a, a sequel to Dirty Dancing. Oh, no. Why are they ruining everything? They're bringing Jennifer Grey back. You want to talk about no ideas? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. Well, baby's transitioning to a man now. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be something stupid. I think we're going to watch. Um, We're going to watch. What's his name this week? Weekend. Uh, What's his name? The comedian guy. Um, It's escaping me. The one who just came out on Netflix. Gervais. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. Well, you know, this weekend, um, well, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Star Wars. The one thing I will be watching and I don't watch a lot of it. I'm going to uh, borrow a Disney Plus password from a friend of mine. I have to watch the Kenobi series. Oh, yeah. They're watching that today, too. Yeah, I have to watch. That's that's I have to do that because I, I love you and McGregor's work as as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just amazing. And um, on the 30th on Monday, Norm Macdonald's final special is released. Mm. He he did an hour of stand up when he knew he was going to die. Um, that that is going to be incredible. There's more too. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching Better Call Saul. That has been incredible as always. I've been. Um, I I'm gonna. I think it's the season ending of the Blacklist and Endgame. Another show that I've picked up that I like a lot. I think that the actress who plays the woman. That's the main character is just absolutely stunning. I love watching her. Um, look her up. Let's see. What's her name? Hold on. End game. I think you'll think she's stunning, too. Her name is, is it end game? End game. the end game is the name of the show. Come on. Why isn't it going? I want her name. They did an update with the I O with iOS. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. OK, here it is. Her yeah, name uh, is okay. Morena Baccarin. How do I spell that? M-O-R-E-N-A-B-A-C-C-A-R-I-N. And just click on images. Morena Baccarin. Oh, oh, I know Morena Baccarin. She is gorgeous. Uh, My mother doesn't like her, though, because she was a bitch to her after a Broadway show in uh, in New York City. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I first saw Morena Baccarin in, uh, in Homeland. She was ah. Brody's wife. She's and man, beautiful. peak hot, peak hot. She's gorgeous. Like watching her in this show, um, like she's she plays a a villain slash good. I don't even know yet. We're not sure, but just just she always has like this deep red lipstick on, and she she's just beautiful. Yeah, she's Gina Gershon hot. Gina Gershon. Oh, Gina Gershon, hot. Well, at least in the in the like the. The, the late 90s, peak hot. 
Let me see. You know Gina Gershon? Yes. Yes. I'm just trying to look for 90s Gina Gershon. I don't know. Not as good as this. She's better than this. Let me see. Well, these are all new pictures. Morena's not going to look as good as she is right now and 20 years from now. No, but you know who else I used to love and thought thought was so gorgeous and beautiful. No, Charlize Theron. She was, especially around, especially around the time she did Devil's Advocate. Yep. Um, who else? I I don't I I don't I'm not like a crazy enough. I had never had any the the biggest crush I ever had on like a slide two when I was younger. It was Michael J. Fox and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Those were my two when I was <laughs> J T T was the bane of our existence. Yes, I. Do. In uh, in night in when we were like you know fourth fifth grade and all the girls are watching Home Improvement and <laughs> we didn't have a chance. Nope. So we hate you know you know what I did with JTT. I had a I had two. It was it was funny. Me and my friends we we took this seriously too. I had two books. I still have them upstairs. One was a American a history of American sports cars. So it starts from like the the earliest car that was put out, like the Ford Model T, and then it went right up to the McLarens and the Ferrari F50s and all that stuff. But of course, this is only like 94 around there. So there's much faster stuff that has come out since then. Still, we had that book. And then I had another book, which was um, uh, some, something, a history of manned flight. And it had all of these different types of planes and flying machines, but then it got into military planes. Well, using these two books as a resource, me and a couple of my friends, we made it very publicly known because we wanted the girls in our class to know, too, that we were planning to take a KA-50 werewolf attack helicopter, go to Los Angeles, kill Jonathan Taylor Thomas with the attack helicopter, <laughs> then get out of the helicopter and get into a, a Ferrari F50. And that was our getaway car. <laughs> so ridiculous because we're already in the air. We could have just shot him with the, with the, the <laughs> no, the, but now you got to find a landing pad. Yes. Yeah. We're in a helicopter already with missiles on it, but we have to get out to get into a car. <laughs> so that was our, that was our plan to take out JTT and reclaim the attention of the girls. I, I would, we, my mom used to buy me all the teen heartthrob things. My uncle used to take pictures of the television and print them out and give them to me. <laughs> yeah. No, we had it all worked out. In fact, if I find the books again, which I know I still have them, I'll bring them on quite frankly one night and I'll uh, and I'll, I'll show the, the how the game plan came together. And then I used to also love ice from Top Gun Val Kilmer. I love Val Kilmer, too. <laughs> anyway, he, he was good. You ever see Val? You ever see uh, what the hell? Real genius? No, man. I, I'll tell you, he he started out as a as a, a, a big uh, a film comedy presence. Huh? You should watch it. You should watch one of his earlier films, Real Genius. I think that's his. Hold on. Wait, let me just make sure that's the real genius. Yeah. Val, Kil, Val Kilmer, Real Genius, 1985. Um, check it out. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Did I see this movie? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I did. Um, but he's another one whose head has just gotten literally size wise larger and larger and larger. Well, Him? he lived a pretty Travolta? rough life. Did he? He, well, he, he lived, I mean, I'm talking like, I, I think he just, he lived pretty wild, but then he got sick 
Um, he, I think he's six years cancer free now, but he has no voice anymore. They, he had throat cancer. They took out his, uh, they took out a lot of stuff there to save his life. And he has, he has, his voice is gone. Oh gosh. Yeah. You didn't see there. There, I haven't seen it, but I understand what's been going on with him. Um, there was a documentary that came out maybe a year or two ago called Val. And, um, it's all about where he is now. I he, think he has a cameo in the new top gun film. Which I have, I have to see. Yeah. I have to I'm see I'm hearing amazing things about it. And the first Top Gun is just too fun. Le- it's legendary. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Top Gun is one of those films where you don't get any more where there was literally one song. It, there was one song in the soundtrack. <laughs> Every scene transition. It was the same song or a different. Maybe it was a down tempo version of the song, but oh. it was just one song. Hold on. Aside from Kenny Loggins. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> the sex scene, it gets slower. Yep. When they're on the motorcycle. Oh, man. Hold on. Top Gun soundtrack. I want to see everything on it. Wait a second. So you got Danger Zone, of course. Oh, so- highway. The danger zone. <laughs> take, oh, take my breath away. That's oh, another it's a great. Yeah. But it, it, there's oh, I can't I can't play it and you hear it. That's right. Maybe if we were on the Zoom, we'd be able to do that. Well, that was Berlin. And I used to love Berlin. My dad loved Berlin, too. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. Yep. Sexy. Yeah. When Tom Cruise was just so good looking. Sex scene. You know what we used to do just to end? We'll end on this. When when I was younger, my dad had a, like a laser disc player, but he didn't have the one that you could that flipped automatically. So you had to go up and you had to flip it yourself. You know yeah. what a laser disc is? Yeah. OK, so the second half of this movie, when it started, the sound compression on it was just like so different than the first side. It just compressed differently, I guess. I don't know. So like. The, the love scene was in the second half of the movie, from what I under, I remember. And me and my sister were really young when this came out. And we used to make fun of the triangles that used to be formed by their faces and noses pressed together. <laughs> when they <laughs> Oh, there's another triangle. And we used to draw them out on the screen. <laughs> this movie was used to demonstrate my dad's stereo, so... I'm very familiar with Top Gun because when the jets take off in the second half of the movie, when it cuts, it was just like the whole neighborhood knew that we were watching Top Gun because my dad was obsessed with his sound system, obsessed with it. (laughs) He had those massive Panasonic speakers. He had four of them. It was insane. And, And the amp he had was like nuts with old school, like really awesome. Anyway, it was it just brings back memories for me. That's why they have to do it. Because otherwise we won't buy anything. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't I don't have a problem with some sequels. I don't have a problem with some, especially if there's a viable if there's a viable story there. But um, I, I like I was intrigued by Top Gun, but and I haven't seen a again, I haven't been to a movie theater forever. I'd love to go to Alamo and, and get a burger and watch that, but we'll see what happens. It'll, probably won't happen and I'll catch it on pay-per-view one day. It's about to start to pour. Frank, this has been a glorious show with you today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah. (laughs) You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with 
Overcast Val and about to pour beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at two thirty Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back on Monday. Later. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. And I understand why open scoring would make a ton of sense. I I, I get it. Like, I'm not necessarily for or against it. I'm, I'm just kind of like, hey, if, if the commissions decide they want to do it, I mean, there are some commissions that would do it, but, I mean, let's be honest about it. Has Jeff Mullen said Nevada will do it? No. And, and, and I tweet about this today. Like, when Annie Foster mentioned that he wasn't for open scoring, Anyone who follows the regulatory side of this sport should not be surprised by that answer. If if you are if you are surprised by that answer, you just don't follow the regulatory side of the sport. The MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.